You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 294, brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, make decisions based on faith, not fear. And joining me on today's show is Tana Mushi. I hope I've uh, pronounced that correctly. Is that how you pronounce your surname? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, more correct than most people get. Oh, it's, uh, fantastic. Good, good. Well, let me introduce uh, your business and then we can dive into today's topics. You're going to share some awesome insights today. Now, Eyewitness Design is Tanner's company and it's a web development agency who specializes in membership websites and API integrations. Eyewitness have just relaunched a product called Study Church. Now, Study Church is an online discipleship and fellowship platform geared towards making small groups more effective. Now, on today's show, Tanner is going to share community is key. If you want to make an, or be impactful with a business, a product or, or area of service, find people already passionate about that and partner with them. He's also going to talk about the importance of building a team. And if you've got a vision for something, invite others in on that process. A team can accomplish so much more than an individual. Absolutely. Welcome to the show, Tanner. Thanks, Anne-Marie. It's great to be here. So you said you're relaunching the uh, the product called Study Church. I'd love to find out some insights. What has made you relaunch? Was it um, you know a shift in the market that you're seeing that membership sites now are coming coming more to play, or, or what was the reason that prompted that relaunch? Yeah, great question. It was really more of a, a personal issue. I. Uh, I started out my, my business as a freelancer. And so I did a lot of uh, projects on my own, was used to working on my own and all, all that kind of thing. And, uh, and so when I really kind of got serious about my business, this idea for Study Church um, kind of came to me. And so I started building it, got all the functionality put together, uh, and then threw it up online, put uh, all the payment gateway stuff in and just kind of expected that uh, now that I build it, the people will yes, come. Yes, Because uh, that's, uh, that's what you hear, right? Um, but uh, it didn't take me too long to figure out that that communicating what I've built, you know, putting out there, doing the marketing side of things was just as difficult and, and in, in some ways even more effort than just building the platform to begin with. Yes. Uh, so it, before too long, I realized that I needed to take a step back, kind of reprioritize and figure out what my goals were. And if, if Steady Church was going to be this, um, this, this big product that had uh, the reach that I was hoping for that I needed to figure out how to work with a team. And, uh, and so I needed to start bringing on other people. And, and so that's when I kind of took a step back, focused again on, on the freelance business and worked on building that into an agency. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and so the relaunch is basically me. I've got a team now. I've got some people, I've got some marketing help. I've got project managers, I've got developers. Um, and so we're, we're really ready to, 
to push this product in a big way now and I feel like I've got the support needed to, to make that happen. Yeah, I'm so glad that I asked you that question because how many times, as you've mentioned in business, do we launch something, didn't quite have the the results that we had, mm -hmm. uh, you know, often prayed about and, and really deliberated yeah. on and we walk away. But I love the way that you've kind of reinvigorated, realized what were some of the things missing. And I'm sure within that journey, when we talk about the Lord shaping our character, there are things that you have learned through yeah. that, that now if you look back, I'm pretty sure that you'd be grateful that you hadn't yet launched that and had the success because you bring yeah. so much more wealth and depth to the conversation and the relationships mm -hmm. you can now offer to clients. Would you say that's a fair comment? Yeah, it absolutely is. It's it's really actually been a, a really exciting journey to be a part of. I mean, you, you know, I think about uh, like what you said, if I had launched it, you know, and it just kind of took off and uh, and I was just kind of running this thing on my own. Um, there's so much that I would have missed out on. And, uh, and it's been really interesting to kind of watch how God has used this process to grow me on a personal level, you know, to learn how to, how to work with other people, how to, how to kind of be in a leadership position more than just, you know, a consultant or, or something like that, like I do in, in the normal business. Um, and I, I've seen him, it's been really, really bizarre because I see him teaching me, you know, something in the business. And then a month or two later, I end up applying that in church or, or in some other area. And so it, it was this really weird sense that I knew that God wanted me to learn this thing mm -hmm. and this is how I was going to learn it and then I just saw him using those new skills that, that he was teaching me right away in, in other uh, in other situations yes. so it's it very confirming that uh you know particularly as a business owner we can kind of we can kind of control and choose what our what our focus is yes um and so to be paying attention to what God is doing in our hearts and where he's leading us and and think think beyond just you know business and and revenue and, and all of that to to how is God shaping your character you know what yeah. is who is the person God wants you to become and and how how can we use the business to to, to teach us those things I mean because it's all on the job learning right yeah oh, um, so true so it was just very yeah it was just very confirming to to have that experience and then to see him utilizing those those skills yeah right away yeah, and I think it ties beautifully back into what I quoted that you said, make decisions based on faith, not fear. Sometimes when we're yes. still in that journey, and I think about David, that often is something that many of our pastors mm -hmm. bring. You know, when he was anointed, it took yeah. many years and many trials and tribulations till he actually became known as, you know, King David. And through that, God certainly shaped the character because he knew who the king that God wanted him to be and needed to be character-wise. So if you think that someone may be going through similar situations, but they're actually in the midst of the trials, what would be a couple of things that maybe you did that enabled them to really hold strong to that faith? Because when we're in that journey, in the pits, sometimes that can be so hard, can't it? Yeah, I think uh, one of the most important things is to keep your eye on the goal, right? Um, so one of the uh, one of the experiences that I had, I, I brought on a friend that uh, that I knew as part of the community that I worked with, and um, over the course of the year, I ended up realizing that it wasn't a good fit, and we had a lot of a lot of struggles, and we worked really really hard to try and make it work, and um, it was it was a really rough year for for both of us, 
And it was interesting to go through that process to, you know, to end up a little bit in debt and all of that, but to realize, you know, going into it, our goal was that we knew that I knew God was trying to teach me something through this process. And so, you know, if it works out and, uh, and we make a bunch of money off it and all that, that's great. But ultimately the goal in this, you know, this, this phase of the project was, was that I, I felt like this is something that I needed to learn. And so mm. that was one of the things that really helped me through that time was to keep my focus on, you know, what is it that God is, is doing right now? And, and how do I kind of stay laser focused on, on, on that objective and not get distracted by all the other things that are going on. Yeah, so true because, yes, it's important that we have our eye on the goal and we determine that. Otherwise, we can end up going mm -hmm. in all sorts of directions. I know I've certainly been yeah. guilty of that. Thankfully, God can shape us and mould and take all of those things that we pick up along the way to his ultimate plan. That's right. Uh, but I think what's really important is that we recognize, and I'd love to, to have you share your experience about this. As entrepreneurs, we're often driven, aren't we? So we have our goal. And wouldn't it be great if the Lord said, okay, we can fast track that and shrink that right down. But God often works the other way and says, no, 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 it's on my timing. So how did you, uh, what, or how did you overcome any issues when you know you've got your heart set on that goal, you're ready to take action, but you're sitting in a period of waiting and developing? What, what do you do? Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that's been really helpful for me is, is my, my wife is extremely supportive. Uh, and so to, to constantly be able to, to take these struggles back and, and have, have this kind of, you know, third party, you know, to myself, someone mm -hmm. else who I can, who I can talk this to and can, can bring some perspective. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, consistent devotion time and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff it, it all goes down to um maintaining perspective uh, particularly in those times of waiting um when you're feeling like things are not uh not going the way that you're hoping you're not getting the results you're hoping to um it's it's particularly those times when when perspective is crucial because those are the times I found where it's most tempting to to veer off down a rabbit trail mm -hmm. to, to try and solve solve the problem in a way that ends up being just destructive because it's a distraction, um, and uh, so. Yeah, those are great. But one of the things yeah. that I, I think you're also mentioning in here, and such a great reminder, and that's beautifully segues into um, community is key, is have people close by, and in your instance, your wife, that you could, can talk to. Because often yes. through sharing that, and, and they may not necessarily have the answers, but being a support there, allowing you to, to kind of share yes. some of those frustrations, I think is very important. And not, because sometimes what we can often do is uh, surround ourselves with people who do end up speaking over us and into our lives that does focus on distraction or have us focus on something else. So I think that's absolutely key. So let's talk about community yeah. is key. You say if you want to be impactful with a business or product or an area of service, find people that you uh, know are already passionate about that and partner with them. How did that play out for you? Yeah, so that that goes all the way back to the beginning uh, of, of when we decided to start our business. And um, so I, I now, like you mentioned earlier, I now run a web agency. We do a lot of really custom work and all of that. But I, I didn't really have any formal training in this area. Mm. Uh, I was in manufacturing. And one day I was sitting at my desk, you know, assembling my widgets and uh, 
had, had had this growing feeling of discontent, like this is not where God wanted me to be. I didn't know quite where he wanted me to be, but I knew that this was not the long-term plan. So just really, really discontent. And, and one day it just kind of hit me. I felt like I was supposed to go and start a web business, mm-hmm. essentially. And mm-hmm. it sounds like a weird thing to be inspired to do, but uh, but I just felt really strongly that's what I was supposed to do. We were in a position at the time where we were renting from my parents. So it was a really great time to to start a business even mm-hmm. though you know we didn't do it in a way where i would i would i wouldn't recommend people start a business the way we did yeah. <laughs> it was not really business smart i'll say mm-hmm. um but i took it home you know shared it with my wife and we talked and prayed about it uh, and decided this is what we were going to do and so we kind of launched into this but uh, but i ended up getting about three months into the process and got really really frustrated and, and discouraged um, I wasn't finding clients. I, I didn't know how to find answers. I, I'm mm. pretty intuitive in the way that I learn stuff, but it was kind of right at the the turn of the web 2.0 era. So I go try and Google how to do something mm-hmm. and I'd get, I'd get a, a bunch of different answers that were all conflicting. And I, I got really confused and, and frustrated because I didn't know where to go to find answers. Um, so, so what ended up happening is uh, kind of my last, last ditch effort. I, I ended up finding a, a meetup group uh, in Seattle. We're about an hour away from Seattle. And I found this meetup group uh, for WordPress um, uh, professionals. And so mm-hmm. I, I drove down there, um, met with people, got, got to meet a bunch of people, and uh, ended up coming home and finding that the, one of the organizers had a, an internship uh, on their their website. So I wrote to him and said, hey, this is where I am. This is what I'm doing. I would really love to participate in this. And uh, through that process, uh, I ended up interning with him over the summer. That turned into a paying job. But, but what that really taught me is someone going into this industry where I, I had no connections and, and no knowledge. Mm. I had tried to kind of muscle my way through it and you know, try and do work for this person or try and sell my services over here. But it didn't really start clicking until I started actually making friends and contacts within the, within the industry. And, mm-hmm. and I found that... Um, you know, we can do networking events, we can do all these different things to try and kind of manufacture that, uh, that network. But what I found to be really effective was just getting in there and saying, hey, I, I want to learn this. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I help you with something? Can I come and intern with you? Can I, you know, I ended up going, you know, for, for three or four months, I was driving down to Seattle, you know, after my day job and just spending the evening down there just working on stuff. And, and that really built a strong connection with with this guy and then and then that led to more connections within the industry and that was really what kind of became the foundation of of my business yes and of course through being able to intern and learn and see because i think sometimes Mm -hmm. the best learning opportunities are when we can observe and get in as you say to the environment where others are doing things because you can fast track your learning but from other experts so that gave you a solid understanding a solid grounding of course which now you bring to your own web development agency i love what you've said on the show notes here perfection is the enemy of good if there's an area that where you can make a positive difference be the change Perfection is something we all struggle with. And sometimes that can, um, I guess, go between perfection and procrastination because we don't really want to get it out there because we're aiming for perfection. Right. What do you do? Because I think that's, if, as a perfectionist, and I am a recovering perfectionist, we can sometimes get stuck in that again. So what do you do now for you to, to still have excellence? Because obviously as a Christian business owners, we all need right. to, to, to um, achieve and deliver excellence for our clients. But how do you make sure that it's excellent and not really that perfection because it will keep us stuck. What do you do? 
Right. It's it's been a lot of trial and error, honestly. I mean, from you know doing freelance, and I'm sure you know a lot of people relate to this. The first couple projects that you do, you you give the quote and you get in there, and then you build it, and you want to build it absolutely perfectly. And before long, you realize that this. 50-hour project is running on 150 hours. Mm. And so the first realization for me was, was that if I am going to serve my clients well, I need to stay in business. Uh, and staying in business means that I need to be realistic about my time and I need to be realistic about what I'm quoting. And so part of my, my process for, for new projects is to let them know right up front you know, we can solve your problem, but there are a lot of different ways to solve it. You know, mm. I, I tell people there's each problem has a $500 solution, $5,000 solution, $50,000 solution, right? We can build any one of those and, and each of those are appropriate for different applications. Um, but, but where I think that's, um, that that's the distinguishing factor comes in is sometimes, you know, a project warrants perfection, mm -hmm. right? If this is a high scale project, if this has a big ROI, we need to make sure we're doing this as absolutely best we can. Um, but, uh, but if we're working on something that isn't as crucial or this is you know, a, uh, an MVP or something like that, we're actually not serving the client best by you know, recommending a $10,000 solution mm. when he can test out this functionality for $1,000. And so for, for us, it's been a lot of just being upfront with our process and trying, obviously trying not to do things that we're gonna have to go back and you know, redo later. We mm. always try and, and start with a foundation that we can build on. Um, but, uh, but recommending the, the appropriate solution for the, for the appropriate problem. Yes. I love how you've um, outlined that because it gives us insight into, we need to put some thought around what is it, the goal ultimately that we're wanting to right. achieve and do we need that to be exceptional right from the word go or is it something that can be launched because it's going to end up being tweaked anyway and the feedback right. that we are going to get and often it's from clients is going to determine which way we continue to perfect and develop uh, that technology and I think we can apply that in any area of our business because how often yeah. when we aim for perfection or at that level of excellence but actually our customers are going to be contributors and collaborators to ultimately how you can continue to develop that product and service because um, yeah ultimately it's it's serving them so brilliant brilliant uh, advice and insight there let's talk about building a team and one of the key things I really heard you say was initially you started on your own however surrounding yourself with other people who are very skilled in what they do you now have a team and I love the way you said if you have a vision for something invite others in on that process. A team can accomplish so much more than an individual. Building a team can be really difficult, I think, if you don't have the vision on who you kind of want and the character and, and values and so forth. So what are some of the things that, maybe the insights, let's look at that, that you learned. The hindsight is such a wonderful teacher. What are some things that you learned along the way that you want to impart that you often see other business owners get stuck in? which is why yeah. as they're building a team, it's not actually generating the outcome they were hoping for. What are some of the learnings there? Yeah, uh, so first off um, is define what, how you're going to measure success. This, you know, this new position you're creating, this new person you're hiring on, what does it look like for them to be successful and how are you going to measure that? Um, for, for one of the, the individuals that I hired on, it took me a year to figure out exactly how I was gonna be measuring 
the success of this position, the, the success of this individual in this position. And, and once I finally got to that point, I realized this is, you know, this is a really bad fit. This guy is great and he's very skilled in these areas, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know, put a, a, a round peg into a square hole mm. and, uh, and it's just, it's, it's working out really poorly for, for everybody. So, and it, so for starters, you know, be very, very clear with yourself and with this individual, what are, what are the metrics for success? Um, and then be willing to, uh, to admit failure early on. Mm. Um, throw one of, one of the things that we like to say around our house is, is don't throw good time after bad time, mm. right? So if you brought this person on board and you trained them all up and you're three or four months into this process and you find out they're not working out, continuing on this process is only going to cause more pain that time that you invested in this person is gone you're not mm -hmm. going to get it back and so if it's not a good fit you know cut it cut it now don't prolong the pain for anybody yes um yeah i had something else but it uh it just left me. Let me no then it'll come back let me just jump into that because i think that's brilliant that you've said start with the end in mind how are you going to measure success mm -hmm. and have that open communication i think boundaries and having those clear clear things in place is important for both you as yeah. the, the leader of the business and also the person coming in so that they know exactly what they need the expectations are and mm -hmm. what they need to do to deliver Something that I often will hear, and it can be really difficult as Christian business owners, there may be people in the congregation who may have children or contacts that they think they would be really good in your business. And unfortunately, things don't turn out. And then there's this whole, there can be this whole blame game and that kind of thing. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I think putting those clear <laughs> things down so that expectations are known. Do you find still, even though, yeah. um, you know, people know you need to put that down, they may think, you know, it's just so busy and we'll make it up as we go along. Is this now something you absolutely say to people, you need to have this in place, otherwise it's too, um, too, too what well, I was going to say airy-fairy, but then it, it's not defined enough and who knows, there's no clarity yes. there. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. And, and it goes beyond just hiring people. I, I found this with, uh, with, with working with, uh, with friends and family and church members. My policy now is uh, if, I'm, if I'm doing a project for you, if I'm working for you and you're a friend or a family or a church member, either I'm doing it for free or I am going to be painfully clear about what I'm doing. Yes. Those people that are closest to you, you have to be almost the, you have to be the most clear with, I think, because there is, um, there's more of a tendency to assume. Yes. And that's really dangerous. And that, that absolutely applies, you know, when you're, when you're looking for a team member, um, there's going to be a lot of assumption that happens. There's a lot of context based on your relationship and that might not necessarily carry over into a working relationship. Yeah. And so if it's someone that I know that I'm inviting into a position, I'm going to be even more clear and more strict with that person yes. in terms of expectations and all of that, because, uh, because I know the potential for that relationship to go wrong is, mm -hmm. is so high because, because of the assumptions. Um, in addition to that, uh, I would also say don't, don't hire anybody that you're not willing to fire. Because uh, chances are, you know, if this person, this person may not work out, and, uh, and if so, you don't want to be stuck in a position where you're, you know, you're not willing to, to fire a person that's not working out 
it just prolongs the pain for everybody. Yeah. I think something that you mentioned too is, is, you know, to be able to monitor and have feedback, have that open communication. Often as business owners, particularly sometimes as Christians, we want to be liked, don't we? And, you know, the Lord is the greatest person that he shows a lot of compassion. But I think it's important to have that ongoing conversation and bring things up to someone's attention. Mm -hmm. How you communicate obviously is going to differ. You can share it in a compassionate way and say, hey, we're just noticing this and this is happening. Is there something that you need from me that will enable you to perform in this area? Maybe I haven't communicated it correctly. Let's see if we can Mm -hmm. support you. So certainly support them. But often what we do, I think, as business owners, we tend to just push it to the back, to the back, till all of a sudden we come to to this time where it just comes out. And then, and then, unfortunately, the relationship doesn't, uh, uh, yeah, continue on as we had hoped. So, what advice do you have to for someone? Because now you've built this team, and obviously, you've learned some principles on how to start having those more difficult conversations. But I think if you do it in a structured way, and you go from, you know, for the wanting the best for both people, and sometimes the best is saying, "We've tried this. This is not really a good fit." I'm sure that person would see that too. You know, in, in yeah. how, how are you now having those conversations? I think this is going to be a great lesson for others too. Yeah. And first off, I, I love the way you said that, you know, coming to someone and saying, I'm noticing this issue, let's figure it out together, right? Invite them to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that means maybe I wasn't clear. Maybe, maybe we need to get you some extra training. Maybe this position isn't a good fit for you. Um, and so right off the bat, you know, invite them to be, to be part of the solution. And sometimes even as, as a business owner, throw the problem out there and see if they have a solution for yeah. it. Um, I think we, we get in this tendency of being problem solvers and creating some space for allowing other people on our team mm. to, to recommend solutions to these problems is, is, uh, is, is oftentimes very enlightening for us. Yeah. Um, other things that, uh, that I, we do is we do regular project uh, reviews. So when, mm-hmm. whenever we finish up a project, we'll, we'll pull the time logs from it. We'll, we'll do all this stuff and say, how did we do on this project? You know, from, from a leadership standpoint, how did I do communicating the objectives and all of that? Do you feel like you had what you need? From your perspective, do you feel like you accomplished these objectives well? How can we do better on this, on mm-hmm. this going forward? Yeah, I love that. One of the things that you've done, you put it into place and it just rolls out naturally as part of, as you close a project. And I think as business owners and leaders of our business, the things that we integrate into the systems and processes and that we continue to follow will continue to help us to streamline how things run, how we communicate. And it's certainly setting a great example of uh, leadership and that collaboration and, and building that team. So, well, before we go, I'd love you to, sh- to share a little bit more about Study Church. And, you, and as I mentioned in the introduction, it's an online discipleship and fellowship platform geared towards making small groups more effective. Share a little bit more about this. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Uh, so the I got the idea for Study Church. We, we go to a, a pretty small church. Uh, and uh, at the time, uh, one of the pastors was was writing the the curriculum for the small groups and so every week we'd get an email with a word document of the attached lesson for the weekend uh, and it just drove me nuts you mm-hmm. know I, i'm in technology and i just went there there has to be a better way to, to do this and 
if we're writing our own curriculum, like it seems like there should be, there should be an added benefit for that. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going through a book. We have this in digital format. How could we really leverage this to be something more than just, you know, just a, another study. Yeah. Um, and so, and so that kind of um, launched into uh, some, some brainstorming and solutions and, and really ended up coming at, uh, at a, uh, uh, an intersection between, you know, kind of what, what my niche was in the, the web development space, mm. where, you know, we do a lot of membership stuff uh, with a specific focus on uh, social um, social network kind of sites, a lot mm. of interaction, a lot of engagement and that kind of thing. Uh, and so I really wanted to create something that would kind of simulate like a, like a small group feel in an online space and try to figure out you know, how do we, how do we really get the most mileage out of, out of this study? And like, if there was a way for everybody to just kind of get together and do this study together and have a conversation around it, you know, study hall kind of a feel like that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And I can actually build something like that online. And, uh, and so that's really where this kind of came, came from. And so really the, the backbone of this is, is this idea that people can write their own studies, but it's not just a way to, to distribute material more efficiently, although it does that. Mm-hmm. It's really more of this idea that we want people to be able to, to interact and engage with each other as they're studying. And, and so you kind of have this, this idea of, of when you're doing these kind of discipleship groups that you get together and you go, well, what did you get for answer number one? What did you get for answer number two? And you kind of have this back and forth on, on these answers and, and, and that sparks conversation, which is great. Um, and I thought, and I just figured, wouldn't it be awesome if we could start that process online and then when we get together to go through the stuff together there are already conversations started we mm-hmm. already know where everybody's at and, and we can just make make our time together much more effective yeah i love the way that you've said that because it enables us to harness technology to be able right. to um, improve and, and add value to um to to what's already going on it's interesting because this year i'm part of a a very small group too studying our entire churches going through uh, various curriculum Uh, and uh, i mean i just love online technology and i'm also an introvert so sometimes going to bible study groups it's kind of like oh okay (laughs) you know i've got to get over myself but i thought why not leverage some online technology that i could have a, a small group but we could do that all from our own homes i mean that is the introverts you know going this is brilliant so that's what we're doing we're using online um, to be able to share content we we still see one another but um, and it allows like I guess people to connect using of Mm -hmm. course study church uh, and not even necessarily need to be in the same location we can unless of course they want to but um, I, I would say that this has great application too for people who would like to have more of a small group feel to study the word mm-hmm. but not necessarily be in the same location state yeah. or even country so Absolutely. yeah yeah and tools like uh like zoom or other video chat yeah. uh applications allow allow for that and so if you've got the the collaborative environment and then you also have a video interface i think yeah. i think there's a lot of potential to to exactly what we're saying cross yeah. those geographical perfect. boundaries yeah perfect so how can people connect with you how can they find out more about study church 
Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so uh, you can find out more about it at study.church. Uh, we're still kind of in the in the early release stages and we're looking for people who are interested in, in piloting the software. You're going to get a lot of uh, white glove service from us as we're working with these first few churches to get this implemented and figure out you know, how we can really maximize the software to meet the pain points out, out there. So uh, if it sounds like something that's, that's interesting to folks out there, um, you can reach us at support at study.church. Uh, also go to, to study.church online and uh, you can find out more information there. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Tanner Mouche and uh, I'm, on, I'm on Facebook as well. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thanks so much, Tanner, for coming and, and sharing uh, some of your journey and how you're really incorporating uh, faith into to your work. And of course, uh, just the journey. I think we can learn so much from uh, people's uh, journeys because we often go through the same thing. One of the things I do for all of my uh, guests is just to finish with a word of prayer. May I do that for you too today? I would appreciate that. All thank right, you. let's uh, pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that we could speak to Tanner today and really hear his testimony and the work that he is doing. Father, sometimes in business, you know, someone may be listening or watching the, the recording and be going through the same journey that Tanner has. But as Tanner has said, it's so important for us, even in times where we are challenged, in times where uh, our plans didn't go to plan, that, that we are reconfirmed in knowing that your plan is the ultimate plan that we really should be shaping our will to so that we have to live and we have to plan and we have to really stay true to faith and not be guided by fear but rather the faith that you have a plan Lord and when we align our plans with your will then uh, and, and regularly turn to you and ask for prayer guidance and support then our plans will start to make headways. Father we just want to uphold Hannah and his entire team and his family in prayer we continue to support him guide him lead him as the leader of his business father uh, as tanner was saying they're looking for other churches to pilot the program we pray lord that uh, the churches who are looking for this kind of solution will hear about um, study church and will go come on board father so that other people once this program is uh, and solution is ready to launch to the world that other people can harness this and get together, Lord, to study your word, because as we know, your word is the truth, it is the light, and is what so many people are searching for. So, Father, we just want to uphold Hannah uh, and the company in prayer. Father, we love you, and uh, you know we ask this all in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank, Thank you, you so, much. so much for coming on the show. A continued blessing, of course, in all of the work that you're doing with uh, Study Church and uh, all the very best. Thanks so much, Anne-Marie. It's been a real pleasure. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>